Thank you so much for tuning in to Beyond the Static. My name is D. Wayne, and I am your host. Guest today is All Systems Go Out of New Jersey. First and foremost, I would like to sincerely apologize to All Systems Go for taking so long to get this episode out and produced on the free platform. It's been streaming for some time over at Buy Me a Coffee. Unfortunately for me here at Beyond the Static, this is going to be the last episode for a little bit. I'm going to take a bit of a hiatus from Beyond the Static. Some things in my personal life aren't quite lining up in a way that are allowing me to pursue this. I sincerely want to thank everyone who's ever listened. I sincerely want to thank any guest that's ever sat down and taken their time to talk with me in an interview. I sincerely want to thank every band that has been featured on the music show over the past couple years. This wasn't an easy decision to come to, but uh, it's necessary at the moment. I don't know if I'm completely stepping away from content creation, but I do have some other projects going on and uh, you know, I have my own music that I write and that I'm working on and have some stuff that I do on YouTube. So if you're interested in keeping up with me as a person, you can head over to the site DwayneTimothy.com. I'm still offering some graphic design and video work. Sometimes things just don't work out the way that you want them to, that you need them to, but just know that I love you all, sincerely. That's enough of my rambling, let's hear what the guys in All Systems Go have to say. Alright, so uh, we got Matt and Devin from All Systems Go here on Beyond the Static. What's up guys? How are we doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. Yes, sir. Um, so let me start out, uh, tell the world a little bit about yourselves, uh, about the band, how it got started, uh, where you guys are all coming from. Sure. So, um, we're originally from Delray, New Jersey, which, um, I know beyond the static is based in Philly. We're right across the bridge, like 20 minutes away from center city. Um, we started the band back in 2016 and we had actually played together in a band in high school, uh, which was between 2011 and 2013. Um, so me and Devin are the only two original members that are still in all systems go. Nice. So was the, the previous band called all systems go as well from 2011? Actually the band was called, but we aren't Canadian. And fun fact, what we learned was there was a Canadian band called all systems go. So I think it, uh, it all came to fruition how it was meant to be. Nice. Yeah. We didn't know there was, we didn't know there was another all systems go until like maybe like six or seven months into doing this project. And at that point we had played our, we had already played a lot of shows. So it was like, I don't think we're going to rename it. Plus they're not active anymore anyway. So. Right. (laughs) So, um, you guys got, got a new single out, right? Nobody does. Was it Nobody Parties? Like, fuck, why am I forgetting the name of it right now? Remind me of the name of the single and tell me all about it. So we had actually put that. We have two new singles out at this point. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so the first one, which you mentioned, No One Does Homecoming Like Us. I was right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we put that out back in October. Um, that was our first new single, our first new a piece of original music that we had released in like two years, pretty much. Um, 
basically we when COVID happened, we were playing a lot of shows and stuff. And then after we released our last EP, everything sort of shut down. And then we were still writing because we, you know, we're trying to obviously put more music out. Um, so when we wrote, no one does homecoming like us. Um, at that point, we, had that one and then two other singles. So we, for, for the, all of our new singles, we worked with um, Nick Brzezzi from man overboard. Uh, we recorded them at the Gradwell house in Haddon Heights. Um, and homecoming was actually uh, the, the last demo that we had in before going into the studio, the last demo that we had finished um, pretty much, I don't know why I'm blanking right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Homecoming was the last demo that we had finished. We had actually subbed that one in for another demo, which we didn't record. Um, and when we recorded the song with Nick, we had made a lot of changes to it. Um, surprisingly, when we finished the demo, this song actually went through the most changes um, from the original version. Although a lot of it was just like little tweaks and stuff like that. But Nick definitely made it sound a lot better and like we learned a lot about like what goes into like i guess what makes a song hit harder from a lot of the changes that were made here um and the song itself is essentially about you know that typical pop punk uh stereotype of like not this one not exactly hating your hometown but you know being feeling like you're stuck when you're li when you're lived when you've lived in your hometown your whole life and um wanting to get out have a change of pace so uh, I'll, I'll tack on a little bit to that. Um, so there is actually going to be three total singles coming out. We just came out with the first one, which was No One Does Homecoming Like Us, which Matt just explained to you guys. The second one that just came out is uh, the one where they ride off into the sunset, which is actually a song I wrote for my fiance now. And uh, you guys should go check that one out as well, if, especially if you like, you know, a little happy love story. And then the third one, um, you guys will have to stay tuned to, you know, hear about that one. Oh, little, little intrigue. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned uh, change of pace for your hometown. I'm actually not from Philly. I'm from Woodbury, which is like just south of you guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in Lindenwald now, so that's not far from me. Okay. Yeah. So I completely understand that, like having to get that, that change of pace. Um, so tell me what was it like working with Nick Brzezzi as compared to like, uh, the stuff you had done before that? I think Devin had a really good way of describing, uh, working with Nick. Essentially he, he said we were basically like, a, he's basically like a teacher. Yeah, it was like the first time we actually worked with a full-on producer who had his hands on the work and who was actually wanting to put out the work like with his name on it and to be proud of it, like as well as us being proud of it. He wanted to be proud of it as well because he was a part of it and he was part of like, you know, the final product and all like the last, like everything, little thing that people hear is like he was behind, you know, the curtains. Right. Yeah, like prior, like in like when we recorded our first album, all of that was pretty much done ourselves in like like bedroom studio, you know, like 
like garage basement whatever and then for our second ep we went and worked we worked with a sound engineer jamie gowell uh, at blue light digital sound by us uh, really great at what he does um but the difference between working with a sound engineer and a producer you know like devin said a producer has more of a hand in how the songs like like structural changes and stuff like like how he hears it like a lot of what he heard in our demos like went into how the final products came out like when we recorded with jamie we just told him what to do and what we wanted and then it just rolled exactly as is you know um and with nick a lot of the he is such a perfectionist so he i don't want to say he worked us completely to death but he definitely pushed like all four of us when we were recording like he's like i don't know uh, how well this is known nick's actually like originally a drummer i know he played bass for man overboard but i'm pretty sure like all of them and he said all of them in the band are originally like percussionists or drummers so when he was working with joe to track the drums like he had a lot of say in like every single like phrase that was punched in like like down to the details of like how, like whether Joe was hitting ghost notes or like what kind of rolls or fills that he was doing like throughout mm-hmm. the the whole thing and like it's just one of those things where it's like when he was doing that you could see how great of an ear he has for all that because some of this stuff is just like I think we have a clip of it actually in one of our like videos that we posted where he's like like instead of doing like a like a, to- a tom roll down it, just do like a button like just little things like that that ended up in the songs like they make all the difference in the world like when they come out and like you can like it makes it just makes it flow that much easier you know so knowing that he's one of the uh one of the big names in like pop punk uh in this era um did it make it a lot easier to like kind of like soak all that in and like make you more open to to his feedback than um than what you might have been working with with someone who doesn't have quite as big of a name yeah and it was a lot of like common sense things that like you know you just didn't think about that you know somebody that's been in the field for 20 years at this point probably just just know and now they can hand that down to us and let us take over and rock and roll yeah, like a lot of the changes that were made when we were doing the first day we were in there, we did pre-production, like just like tweaks of the different songs. And like some of the stuff was just so obvious. It's, it's just like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it that way. But then the way that it came out of how the songs came out, it just made it that much better, you know? Right. And then especially to like a lot of the so like with the demos and stuff, a lot of the feedback for some of the songs like oh, there's extra bars in here. Did you put that in there just because you couldn't think of anything else? And it's just like, well, actually, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like a lot, it's a demo, you know? But like a lot of the critiques that Nick had for us was like, don't don't overcomplicate things. At the end of Homecoming, there was actually like a, in the demo, there was actually like a really shreddy, like kind of classic rock arena rock sounding solo at the end of it in the demo. And then I remember Nick being like, um, it's too much, you know, it's too flashy. It doesn't fit the rest of the song at this point. It's like, you know what? You're right. We can tone it. We can dial it back a little bit. And then I feel like that definitely made it better. The way that the song sounds now, the way that that little like lead part fits in at the end. Okay. Um, so what actually do each one of you, I know you mentioned your drummer before, what do each one of you 
uh, play in the band. So uh, we're both singers and guitar players. That guy is the one that can uh, shred a guitar like it's no business. And uh, I'm the one that runs around on stage and acts like a fool. Okay. Hey, everybody, every band needs one, one of each. So you guys do like a uh, is like an equally back and forth like uh, like kind of like that taking back Sunday switching off and on kind of thing, or like outline yeah. trio. Let's say so. Yeah, I mean before when we first when we were a band back in high school, Devin uh, always sang like all of the vocals. Um, but when we would play for like an hour, like an hour fifteen, if we had like long sets or something like that, it'd be kind of like hard to maintain so like at the beginning of the band of this of all systems go we did that just as sort of as like an energy i feel like we did that just as an energy saver kind of thing but now the way that it fits into the way that we write our songs now like i right. think we've adapted really well to doing that so speaking of live performances has you guys been back out like what's going on with that do you have any plans to go to start playing shows again um like what's on the yes. horizon for that so we've played a couple shows now, I think about what, two or three. And, uh, we actually have one coming up this Friday, um, down in Vineland. Uh, it's a new venue that's opening up and we're going to be one of the first bands that's actually going to be playing at the venue. It's a gorgeous place. And, uh, we're really excited. Nice. Yeah. The place is called Casey Ray's. Um, it's like upstate. It's like Vineland's, uh, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to the truck in Philly when it was around. Of course. Trocadero, yeah. So it's basically Vineland's like equivalent. Yeah. It's basically Vineland's equivalent of the truck where it's the Landis Theater where they have the big theater downstairs. And then upstairs is like the bar venue. I think it used to be like a like one of those like wedding reception venue types, but I think oh. they converted it recently to a music venue. And like I think our our show is gonna be the first show that does that like like four band or four band lineup of like all original local bands type of thing so we're looking forward to that Friday's gonna nice. be fun. uh who's playing that with you anybody i should be aware of or the rest of the world should be aware of on this end yeah so we're playing with um our friends in fading radiance they're okay. cool they sound like a mix of a they're like heavier three doors down like grungy type um they're a cool band based out of hamilton there's a classic rock band called zenora that we're playing with um, and then another like emo pop punk band uh, called Ty Goes to the Runner. Ty Goes to the Runner. I feel like I've heard that that name before. I have to look them up. Yeah, as far as I know, they've been around a long time. This is our first time playing with them, though. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you have any like favorites that you've played with in the, in the past? Many. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, for one, Dits, I listen to them regularly, and I suggest anybody listen to them. I think they are the m- most talented local act there is around. I think so. Uh, Sorry, what was the name? Dits. D-I-T-Z. Huh. Okay. Yes. They're uh, they're pretty awesome. They're like a math rock. Uh, a little more like, uh, I don't know how to describe them, honestly. But uh, we have our good friends in Win by Two, uh, Sweep Echo. Uh, driving underwater. Um, I'm I'm missing bands. I know that for sure. But uh, we've made a American, lot of close the, friends. The American, the American Standard, Take Today. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Are these all locals or? 
yeah, yeah. all local bands that we've uh, wow. grown really close to over the years. Yeah, especially oh, cheer up, cheer up, Dusty, cheer up, Dusty. Oh, too. Yes. oh of course, that's my man. Uh, Justin, yeah, yeah. Justin, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He, actually he actually lives. On... He lives oh, right across the street from me. Oh really? Mm-hmm. He was actually on here um, a while back, like the second episode of this uh, this year, and I did um, uh, I did his podcast as well. Um, oh yeah, we did yeah. Dino as well. Yeah, yeah, the Dino. Mm-hmm. That it, it was that was a lot of fun. Um, but mm-hmm. me and Justin go way way back when he was in um, Last Try. The band called Last Try, like way back in the day. Um, it was probably like 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Dustin's Dustin's my man, though. Uh, shout out, Chair Up Dusty. I'm mentioning you again, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he started his band as soon as, uh, like, the pandemic started. And then, like, him and then our friends in win by two like wanted to keep going because they had played their first show in like six years or something like that right. um so we just happened to be on their like win by two's first like new win by two lineup show which was our last show before the pandemic so they wanted to keep it going and justin obviously since he just started his band wanted to keep it going so with them both being in the South Jersey scene and we just played the, our last show with win by two, it was like, we were doing all, all, all of our bands were doing like content creation and like stuff and like, like being on each other's uh, podcast and stuff like that. Um, just to kind of stay afloat. And it was just like, I got to credit both of them for keeping this scene alive and definitely like in South Jersey, the scene is way more tight knit than it was before everything shut down for sure. And I think they are, they played a big part in that, you know, I don't know if our band would still be as active as we are now. Like if they didn't keep everything going. That's what's up. That's good to hear. Um, Cause like for a while there, it seemed like, I don't know. There was, there was a little bit of um, like people, or maybe it was just me. Cause I faded away from the scene for, for a while. Like I moved out, out of the state and, and things like that but it seemed like every time the only band i really knew uh from south jersey was sleep in and um you know and i i'm not I, um and uh dry jacket basically well i guess there was 20 23 13 all right maybe i knew more bands than i thought <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um let me uh you guys have any plans coming up for like music videos or things like that i didn't see one for this for this song uh, did i just miss it or mm-hmm. you did yeah i think i think when uh when our publicist megan reached out to you it was like a while like we would drop the video a week after uh the song so it didn't like we didn't release it at the same time just because like i guess for on our and like longevity purposes like that's what we're gonna do with the with the upcoming stuff that we have as well um but we have two for both of the singles that we had out we have two videos for them go check them out (laughs) they they have totally different vibes from one another like the songs do um and then for more new music more stuff coming soon as well for that absolutely that's what's up how'd you guys get hooked up with megan by the way um i've been doing a lot a lot of work with her. I, I enjoy 
I enjoy, uh, she keeps me busy and, and I really enjoy working with her. Yeah. So she's in, in a lot of the, I don't know if you're in the same groups as we are like on, on Facebook, there's a bunch of like groups dedicated to pop punk or like groups that are dedicated to like pop punk or alternative bands, like doing like networking stuff. Like, um, and we had, we have a lot of mutual friends from just like meeting people online during the pandemic and like trying to, you know, everyone trying to keep the content creation up since, you know, it became a fully online thing anyway. Um, right. But she had hit, she had hit me up like around like the time we were getting out of the studio or like when we were getting our mixes back right? Um, and PR like this, that's something we've never done before as a band. So I, th- I think it's definitely helped like shout out to Megan. She's like killing it as far as like helping us out with this kind of thing. And uh, I have to say another shout out to uh, our bus, our buddy uh, Dustin in two eyes open for like, you know, backing and saying she was a reliable source and uh, mm-hmm. giving us the okay to follow up and, you know, pursue using her. And yeah. uh, it's been nothing but success since. Nice. You could tell that she really cares about what she does. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so honestly, like what, what, why have you guys been through so many members? What's, what's, what's the deal with that? You said you like, you're the only two original members, correct? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's necessarily that we've been through a lot of members. It's just that, uh, it's been a while since we've had our original lineup. Okay. Yeah. So like, so, uh, (laughs) yeah. So to start our, uh, drummer to start the band who was our original drummer, but we are Canadian. Um, he was only really around to start up the band and he was just doing it for fun in the meantime, while he actually got his life started down in Maryland. And once he moved down to Maryland, you know, he, he parted ways with us. And, um, then we actually found another guy from our high school who we played in band with and, you know, who we knew growing up and everything. And we already knew was, you know, a stellar drummer and no offense to Kyle, but he, he, he's, he's one of the best drummers in you know, state in New Jersey here. And then, um, our bass player actually just, uh, kind of just lost his passion for the music and, uh, couldn't really, you know, just find his way to, you know, make it to shows and just, you know, be willing and, you know, wanting to be there as much as he wanted to. And uh, we stumbled across Dean now, and uh, he's been nothing but a good time, a lot of energy, a lot of fun. Yeah, um, just to elaborate on a couple of things Devin said too, like our first four shows as all systems go, we're all acoustic. Um just to, you know, get our chemistry back since we had taken like three or four years off from being a band, like, um, and really like, so Kyle would play Cajon, you know? Um, Uh so he didn't, he didn't really have time since he was starting his life. Like Devin said, he didn't really have time to fully relearn like the drum kit and like dedicate all the time to practicing and stuff. So when we played our first show as in like full electric, we had Joe for that. And then at that point, it's like it became from a fill-in thing to, hey, do you want to be our our full-time drummer? And then he's been in the band since. And that that was at the beginning of 2017. Um, And then like, even like, even if Augie had did did lose his passion at that point, like in 2019, and then we picked Dean up, like we're still friends with those guys. Like we actually have a group chat. Yeah, we still have a group chat that has all six of us in there oh 
nice. that like that chat goes off more than our actual band chat does. I feel like. <laughs> like yeah, and they're life actually. they're lifelong friends we grew up with. You know, they're just always going to be there. They're people we talk to every single day. You know, I see them every single week. Well, not Kyle. He's down in Maryland. I'm not going to see him every week. Screw that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. That's fair. We have a. It's different because we have a, a lot of our friends in other bands. Some of them like have just like I feel like they have working relationships with their other members. Whereas like everybody aside from Dean, although Dean's pretty much like close to us at this point anyway, and like mm-hmm. some of our other friends who aren't even aren't family now. friends with Dean. Yeah, essentially, like we we've known all of our members since we were kids. You know. So I feel like that's something that we've like carried the entire time that we've been a band and, you know, we'll continue to carry that. That's what's up. Um, so why don't you talk to me a little bit about some of your influences past and like present um, that really like show up on, on the CP. You know, we've, we've been on a lot of podcasts in the past few months and you're the first person to actually ask about like our influences. I feel like. Really? Right, yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah. So yes. I would say a lot of my early writing process was, you know, the generic Blink-182, your green days and stuff like that. But when it comes to a lot of more of the, the modern stuff, I'm I'm very fond of modern baseball, very fond of Hot Mulligan and just bands like that. Uh, Mom Jeans, uh, my favorite band currently is Origami Angel, but, you know, I'm not that talented to write in that that round origami angel from dc they are they are something else man i got the somewhere city postcard on my desk right here nice actually um so i i I bought it back i used to do um this every episode used to be more like a uh like a radio show like a music show where i would play a lot of uh a lot of music and then like talk about it and like origami angel was was on there and actually like i bought it back and um i i put the first episode out uh nobody does homecoming like us is actually featured on that first episode so oh cool hell yeah that's already i will uh, check that out already featured so um yeah i i'm is there anything that you think the world needs to know about you guys that I didn't, I didn't touch on. Um, if if you're in the New Jersey area and you haven't come to see us live, you are missing out. Uh, it's a great time every single time. I make sure of it. And uh, if you do not have a good time when you come out to see us, then uh, we'll have to make it up to you in some way somehow. But uh, I'm I'm gonna have to reassure to you again that that's just not gonna happen. <laughs> My man, I think, I think more people in South Jersey, especially bands, need to know about this wonderful place called Harper's Pub. Because mm-hmm. I feel like oh. I feel like every I feel like everybody who like like a lot of our friends, especially, have come to our shows there have been like, this place is so cool. I never knew this place was here, kind of thing. And it's like I feel like that it's becoming one of those up and coming venues in South Jersey for a lot of bands, and like it's always a good time when we're there. Is it a 21 and over spot? Because I know, like, I used to hang out at Harper's Pub. Um, I know it is not. The shows are all ages. That's what's up. So, I'm sorry. Did you guys say that you had a podcast as well? No. No. Okay. 
we've just been on a few like our, our friend our friends and win by two started their own podcast um oh what's and, that you know, called uh in the paint huh okay yeah so they do that and then we have uh i don't know if you're familiar with talk of the city they're like yeah that's uh dustin's other yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah so they're like in our rotation of like scene friends i guess you know like we okay. met them during we met them during like the pandemic and like have been great friends with all of them since yeah, right. a fun little thing we actually did with all of them is we had a softball tournament. It was a, like a 3v3v3, you know, softball tournament between bands and podcasts that was thrown together. Wiffle. You could actually, yeah, wiffle ball, not softball, ball, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but you could actually check that out on In the Paint. They have recaps of all the games. They have, you know, everything is has the voiceovers. They have like you know, follow-ups the weeks after with, you know, spoofs, best plays. It's a whole entire thing that they put together. And uh, that's yeah. another thing they're going to keep going too. Nice. That's a like, good way to keep active during COVID. Yeah. And like, especially that was around the time when like shows were starting to come back. So we were all keeping each other, like keeping the energy up and stuff and getting hype for that. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, they had like the they live streamed everything and they had like the screen set up like an ESPN screen and the camera was behind the the backstop that they had and it was really cool. No way. Yeah, that's yeah. Tight. it was, it was so could, much you fun. You could still watch it all on in the paint. All right. Who won? Uh our friends in Sweet Echo, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have a really I have uh one of my closest friends is so good at wiffle ball. And I don't know why it's like it's like such a useless skill, but he's like so good at it. It's 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 we a lot actually, of fun, man. We were actually on one of the same baseball teams in high school. Me and Devin were. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like playing that brought a lot of memories back. Yeah, I played baseball in high school too. It was a good time. You know, it's nothing like that beginning of baseball season when it's like nice and crisp outside and you start hearing mm-hmm. just the bats and everything going it's like it's just fresh cut grass smell it. yeah there's something special about it you know first time you hear the crack of a bat can't beat it mm-hmm. cannot beat it um all right it looks like we are getting down towards uh towards the end of the time um so why don't you guys go ahead and tell the world where they can find you, um, follow you on social media, where to get the the record and check out the singles and everything else. And anything else you think, uh, anything else you want to plug floor is yours. Uh, so all of our social medias, whether it's, I think we don't really only have four. It's like Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, all systems go NJ all one word on all of them youtube it might be split up but um and then as far as our music goes just all systems go on any streaming platform and when you look for the profile look for spanky the sparrow which is our logo mm-hmm. nice all right guys well uh thank you so much for for taking the time out and uh and joining me here on beyond the static um so i had a nice little talk with you guys i really appreciate it Yeah, of course. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. (laughs) For sure.
Yeah, so uh, make sure you guys go and check out No One Does Homecoming Like Us and also the one where they ride off into the sunset. And stay tuned for more music. That was All Systems Go. Make sure to go follow them on all of their platforms. I'll be having links to everything in the description. Also, if you want to follow up with some of the old episodes, feel free to head over to beyondthestaticpodcast.tk. And once again, if you want to just keep up with me and see what's going on, DwayneTimothy.com is the place for that. And please don't ever forget that I appreciate the support and the listeners more than you will ever know. Thank you so much for being a part of Beyond the Static. Whether you're new or you've been listening for years, I can't tell you how grateful I am. Thank you very much. I'll see you when I see you.